0: so today the theme of the day is uh, anicca impermanence one of the three characteristics and also one of the four vipassana, and you know one of the you know dhamma gets into into liberation from ignorance and usually you know anicca is that one which which we can see pretty easy but then to really deeply integrate that seeing is something else and this afternoon I'd like to share with you a guided meditation on the four brahmaviharas and impermanence and on the first evening we did a chant together in English uh, about the four boundless qualities that they might shine forth and that's the text you know from the early suttas and that's actually meditation instructions radiation meditation instructions you know radi- radiating those qualities all around and above and below and we're gonna do that first and then we you know, allow to kind of abide in that uh, radiation for some time and then come to see that even the most sublime states are impermanent. And then ending with uh, the last tetrad of the Anapanasati Sutta, which is like the classic, uh, you know, investigation of impermanence so let's just find a posture we can sustain for 45 minutes or so and just being aware of the body on the cushion, on the chair, the weight of the body then we can start with meta and you know by bringing up an image in the heart or we can also bring up a sentence or some words the classic uh, words for meta is may all beings be happy <coughs> and meta is, is compared also with the sun at noon which shines in all directions in the same manner This non partial well wishing. May all beings be happy. And then, you know, when you say this sentence, or you might also visualize a lovely being like a little baby or a puppy or a kitten or some, something really sweet, and then you might notice, you know, how the energy in the heart area takes on that sweetness and then with the in-breath I am becoming aware how that feels and with the out-breath I'm spreading it through my whole body my whole being may all beings be happy and you know if you might find it helpful you can also visualize that sweet energy with a certain colour, maybe pink or light green as it spreads around the heart through your body may all beings be happy so with the in-breath familiarizing oneself with that quality Of the heart mind and with the out breath allowing it to spread not pushing not pressurizing just naturally allowing like naturally allowing it to radiate for foremost through our own being first And, you know, Metta is the basic uh, one of the four Brahma Viharas. It's sometimes also compared to water, the cohesion of water. May all beings be happy. And, you know, in the monasteries in England, when people brought a a futana on the weekends, people from either Thailand or Sri Lanka, they would do water pouring when, you know, the monks and nuns would do the acknowledgement of the offering chant. Then the people who gave the offering, they would pour water from a little flask into a bowl and then the bowl would fill and, overflow into a second bowl and that overflowing kindness that's what metta is all about and then you know, we can uh, once we feel you know, that our whole being is saturated by that metta we can start radiating it in front of us no pressure just allowing it to radiate out naturally and then do one side and if the mind (coughs) might wander off just coming back to the meditation words or the image, may all beings be happy. And noticing, you know, how the innate intelligence of the biocomputers of these bodies and minds, they respond, you know, if we are bringing up an image like this or if we are thinking thoughts like that, there is a, there's a reply there, there is a response there, which we don't need to make happen, it's natural. And then radiating behind, to the other side, all around, above and below, around and everywhere, as to all, as to myself. sitting in a orb of matter and with the impress noticing the quality of that energy, the fine vibration of that energy. It's just simple power of intention can uh, make that happen. allowing it to radiate as far or as near as it wants to so you know in the beginning it's doing by using a word or an image and then it becomes being matter just resting into that quality And once, you know, we have really filled ourselves <coughs> with metta, we can also notice, you know, the hindrances are temporarily in abeyance and we can just uh, rest into that buoyancy of the Brahma Vihara and noticing also the subtle joy which is there when the mind is temporarily liberated from the hindrances through metta in this case and then letting go of the metta and just being aware of the joy, the subtle joy in the mind that's a very important step to show the mind how it is, you know, if the hindrance is in abeyance, that there is automatic this subtle joy there. The subtle joy of not wanting to be anywhere else, of really being with what is right now. The subtle joy from not wanting anything. And then we can use another word or image to change that mindset into compassion, karuna, bringing up a sentence, for example may all beings be free from harm may all beings be protected or a little image of maybe a very vulnerable being in fear little bird or something like that and then seeing how the heart responds it's a different quality it's often compared with the setting sun which you know wants to relate to that which is less fortunate than ourselves in this moment. It's a different quality in the heart just with the in-breath becoming really aware how it feels and with the out-breath letting it spread out through our body, our being again And if you want to give it a color, you could use a certain color which fits for you. For me it would be maybe violet. May all beings be free from harm. With the impress experiencing the quality of that Brahma Vihara and with the out letting it spread out through the body, the being and radiating it out in front One side behind the other side above and below, sitting in an orb of uh, Corona compassion. No you know pressure just gently allowing it to radiate as it wishes to. And just relaxing into that boundless quality of karuna. Again, noticing, you know, when the hindrances are temporarily in abeyance, temporary liberation of the mind through karuna. And my first teacher, Ajahn Buddha Dasa, you know, called the temp- temporary liberation of the mind a little nibbana, quote unquote, little taste of the mind free from the hindrances. and then again you know we can drop the quality of Karuna and just being aware of the subtle joy of the mind free from hindrances the mind in which gets used to that subtle joy will much easier be able to come back to that Because, you know, our system still has this very strong conditioning that joy comes from getting something which we want. And here, you know, the mind starts to learn. This subtle joy comes from letting go. It's a different kind of joy. It's an unworldly joy which has nothing to do with gratification of the senses. and the mind needs to learn that and then we can bring up the next Brahma Vihara which is Mudita sympathetic joy and a rejoicing in the good fortune of others and here we use the sentence may all enjoy their good fortune and we can bring up a little image maybe of a little child which is uh, you know successful in school and you know everybody is happy rejoicing in that success of somebody else and feeling how that quality is again different quality it is compared with the sun rising in the morning and Reflecting in the dew drops that glorious brilliance light. Maybe it's yellow. May all beings enjoy their good fortune. And again it's a different kind of vibration in the heart and the just response without us needing to make that happen it's a natural process it's a quality of a citta it's a conditioned response and we, if we know the way Make that happen, we can. So with the impress, familiarizing ourselves with that quality of mudita and with the outpress letting it spread out through the body, through the being, without pressure. and then allowing it to spread in front of us, radiate to one side, back the other side above and below sitting in an orb of Mudita And then dropping the mudita and becoming aware again of the subtle joy which is there if the mind is not holding on to anything and you know riding on the buoyancy of that openness and the natural feeling of contentment It isn't leaning into any direction. It's just where it is, not wanting to be anywhere else. and then we come to the last of the four Brahmaviharas, which is ubeka which doesn't have a sense of direction like you know meta was going in all directions in the same way and then karuna was going down mudita was going upwards and ubeka doesn't have any direction and ubeka is compared with the full moon the cool light of the full moon or like the laugh of a, of a grandmother who has seen you know, so many things and there's this sense of uh, knowing all beings are the owners of their karma which brings that quality of coolness and equilibrium and then in the heart area when we are looking there you can see it's again different all beings are the owners of their karma There's an image in that case, you know, we can, um, it's like the fruit of the other three, Brahmavihara. Vihara. All three rolled into one. You're being aware of the ups and downs and knowing that this is part of life. again you know allowing the quality to spread out through our own area chest area and the being of this body it's much more subtle than the other three And allowing it to spread in front of us, to one side, behind, to the other side, above and below. and then you know attending to Pekka, looking at it more from the sense of the boundless space from the viewpoint of boundless space you know which doesn't end at the walls of this room just you know maybe listening into that space into the silence And allowing the mind to expand even further if it wants to. So, using the boundless space as an object, dropping the Ubeka. whatever you know wants to move through this boundless space any feelings and thoughts and sensations sounds giving it the space it wants giving it the space it needs and not grasping any of it if the mind you know wants to contract around something because that's what it's used to then when you're noticing it just coming back to listening to the silence, listening to the space and just letting that conditioned response just letting it go so giving room for change to happen and uh, you know not holding on to anything again and again letting it go and coming back you know from the two banks of the river if you get stuck on one side just coming back to the middle and be that flow one side is the wanting, the other side is the not wanting you can't pick back to the middle no one is in charge and you know noticing the peacefulness of that not holding on to anything and familiarizing the mind where the peacefulness, the contentment comes from not grasping that's what the mind needs to learn through bringing it back to that recognition again and again and again And, you know when the mind is ready we can come back to the breath give it a bit of time and you know for the remainder of the session we're going to now look at impermanence more you know within the classic uh, last tetrad of the Anapanasati Sutta. So not changing anything but just uh, paying attention to what's happening in a particular way. you know paying attention to impermanence for example in the breathing process letting go is gonna happen naturally because you know by really focusing and by really looking at impermanence we are starting to see more and more fully that there is not really anything to be found hold on to. And another party word for that is Nibida, disenchantment. And literally that means not finding. Not finding any unchanging entity we could hold on to. Leads to letting go. So by you know, paying attention to impermanence in the breathing process, for example, then the next step would be <coughs> this passion, viraga, which is the result of passion you know, being washed away, craving being washed away through paying attention to the natural occurrence of impermanence. And viraga comes from the Pali word ranch, which means to color. So that coloring, you know, of passion is washed out, is washed away. Like a, you know, if you have a big stain in a, in a piece of cloth, if you wash it just once, it's not going to go away. But maybe if you're washing it 10, 15 times, it just gets more and more washed away. Until it's completely gone. And the washing agent is looking at impermanence. That is what does the job. So, anicca impermanence, and then viraga dispassion. And then, you know, a mind which is uh, less obsessed with passion can see endings. That's the next uh, of the four steps. In part it's called niroda, or being able to see ending cessation. That everything which has a beginning has a middle and has an end. And rather than you know, being glued on the beginnings because they are so lovely or so interesting, the mind which is dispassionate can also take in the endings of something. Ending of a life, ending of a year, ending of a relationship, so many different endings which we have a tendency of sometimes to gloss over because they are full of grief and pain often. And then we are already at the next thing and the next thing and then the mind never really learns. So Anicca, impermanence, Viraga, dispassion, <coughs> niroda cessation or ending. And then the mind in which has seen that progression, seeing impermanence, letting go of passion, then being able to see the full picture, then the natural response of a mind like that is letting go. Vosaga in the Pali language. Because the mind sees it doesn't make any sense to hold on onto that which is changing. And then you know the mind which is trained eventually at one point can let go to that extent that it can really fully plunge into the unconditioned. supreme peace and happiness which is not just temporary but those four stages of awakening So letting go and my first teacher he always called it uh, throwing it all back to nature the rightful owner of all of this these bodies and these everythings around us so we start to understand there is nothing lost through letting go but we can gain peace and contentment from letting go and the mind needs to really see that that's what the training is all about to show it to the mind Again and again and again, and to be able to master that interest, you know, one of the seven factors of awakening interest. So that it doesn't just become like a road practice, but that there is real true interest there, Dhamma Vichaya. And often, like suffering, for example, you know, can help to master some interest I would say so you know that was like the complete kind of path in a sense you know seeing the impermanence of those different Brahma Viharas but just by you know, putting in a certain image or a certain sentence we can effortlessly change the quality of the brahma vihara and then you know once the mind has had certain amount of resting in that openness then it might also you know be ready to see impermanence with more subtlety and because the mind has been you know lifted up and opened up there's a certain buoyancy and openness there it can really deeply take that in and uh, penetrate the mind more fully than usual with that insight into impermanence and you know this passion cessation and letting go and seeing that this is a natural progression which we don't need to kind of cook up we just need to pay attention And then you know, we can maybe open our eyes slowly and just for a moment you know, taking in the natural clarity of the mind which is not you know, lost in the hindrances and that effortlessness, that natural capacity to be aware. if there's a sense of you know not wanting to open the eyes just feeling that too that resistance